What is up, EDM champions? It's Chrissy and Yessie from Dubstep FBI. And this week, we're breaking rails and snapping necks on Beyond the Beats. Let's go. What's up, EDM champions, guys? Episode 87, our first special guest of the 2021 season you already know what's up we got the ladies the co-founders the masterminds behind one of dubstep's bass music's premier media outlets it's chrissy and yessie from dubstep fbi all right and guys you know how it is when we got special guests on all right these guys are going to take the reins they're going to show us what's up they're going to tell us what's going on but first chrissy we're going to start with you you got an on repeat it's a dope song Tell us what song has been blowing up your eardrums. Yes, on repeat lately for me is the man from Montreal Stone Level. He dropped a song called Doom on Subsidia Records back in the fall. It was on the first night compilation and oh my gosh, this track has been nonstop on my boombox for so many different reasons. It's got an insane buildup that literally sounds so epic. It sounds like War of the Worlds type stuff. <laughs> and that drop honestly just gets me so hyped to be back in the crowd with my girl Yessie just snapping next. <laughs> Sorry, hold on guys, sorry about that. I just had to go grab my neck brace for that one because holy shit, when I put my headphones on, I could feel my neck just move. I couldn't control it. I was like, I just had to move with the rhythm, with the beat. What a fucking pick for on repeat. I'm absolutely about it. And I tell you, thank you so much for putting this on my radar because it's been a while since I've listened to some true bass music. So it's we've been kind of on a house trend, right, Samir? We've oh, yeah. been doing a little bit of house, you know, D&B too. But thank you for putting bass music back here in my ears. And I'm honestly a little bit embarrassed I haven't heard about him before. So, you know, definitely props to you for bringing that back onto us. But Yessie, we're going to throw it over to you. What is your on repeat for this week? I'm excited for this one. What is up, guys? So my song on repeat is actually Fusion Core by Barely Alive and Voltra. When you listen to it, I just love the heavy mix of Barely Alive and the futuristic sound design of Voltra. And the second drop is literally like in your face. I literally had to go get a neck brace after that. <laughs> Let's go. If you listen to Barely Alive and Voltra a lot, you can really distinguish both of their sounds. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, I'm just so stoked right now on this track. You know, I, I gotta totally agree with you. Those old school video game sounds just came across so clearly here, but you already know, Voltra had such a heavy hand on those drops, and we are massive fans of Voltra on the pod. So when I saw that you threw this into the show notes, I was amped up. And you already know how it is with Disciple. Those guys, you can't stop them. They're al- they're always doing something new and something refreshing. But you know what? Let me tell you guys something. We got something even more new and more refreshing right here on Beyond the Beats. We got a ton of great new music to talk about. Guys, I hope you're ready to stretch. I hope you guys are ready to fucking hit the rails because we're getting absolutely rowdy up in here. We got brand new music from Spag Hattie and Infinite with the brand new track, Face to Face. It's certainly something where you're like, okay, which way should I head back? Do you, do you have a preference when you head? Do you go left? Do you go right? Do you go forward? Do you go back? Some exorcist level shit there, dude. It's just where, wherever the beat takes you. And Let's honestly, go. if the if the buildup doesn't even want to make me headbang, then it's not a slapper. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Oh, but is this a slapper? Does this make you want to headbang? I wouldn't say so. Oh, it makes me want to groove to it. Okay, I've heard okay. I've heard better from Spaghetti. I'll mm. be right. brutally honest. It's Ooh. not his best work, but I I like the direction he was going with it. It's just not the best work that I've heard from him. I love that honesty. I love that honesty. This is why we have Dubstep FBI on the pod right now. Chrissy, I'm tossing this one over to you. What you got for us? You know, I will say, although I like the buildup. I'm just not a big fan of this drop. You know, there's a couple reasons. It just sounds kind of unfinished to me. It's just kind of, it's all over the place. And it sounds like just a little like too clangy too. like, it just has a a bit of an annoying tone to me. And Mm. I'm going to have to agree with Yessi. This is not Spaghetti's best work. Um, So I, no, it's very interesting. Now it's very interesting you say that because I would agree that it's not the. I don't hope to be on the negative train here, but it's definitely not his best work. It just to me, it seems like there's I, there's like an unfinished ring to it, right? It's almost like there's something missing from it to really make it that special. It feels a bit cookie cutter for me. I mean, it's it's nice. It's something I could, you know, I definitely dance to in a set, right? Like you throw it in there, but it's nothing that's going to make me go crazy, dude. I don't know what you guys are talking about, okay? Because <laughs> uh, I swear, like these bars on top of this track is just going to be amped up right now and i actually thought that like that adhd type of production that spagheady has on this drop was uh that's just gonna get me rowdy all right you guys better hold me back from uh entering the fucking pit okay that's all i gotta say about this one uh all right well you know what we had uh, not a lot of love for spagheady but i i hope and i and i'm praying that we get a little bit of a different reaction right here we got slander and aus and shy beast and playa these guys the four of them they teamed up for the track anywhere let's give it a spin yeah so this one is very on brand with what slander has been up to lately i'm gonna go ahead and classify it as heaven base Um, Although I personally am not a sad girl, I don't really like sad music with sad vocals and sad melodies, but I think Slander really did a good job with this one and I can totally see the appeal to their audience. 
Um, although I will say I was expecting at least on one of those last drops for Slander to throw in their signature filthy dubstep drop that we all mm. love. You know, it's it's so funny you say that because I actually will, again, agree with you here. I think um, it, it just feels to me that it's not quite authentically Slander. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's got everything there. It feels like it's a, a good song. I'm not about the vocals, to be perfectly honest, but like in terms of the drop and, you know, that, that melodic, well, you said heaven bass. That's it. I've never heard that one before. I love that. I must have to steal that one for you. And you have to explain after what that means. I'm all about the subgenres and labels for it. But, you know, it just seems like it, it's just missing some authentic slander in there. It feels like they're kind of trying to cater towards that melodic dubstep heaven yeah. bass type of vibe. And I, I just wish there was a little bit more something like different original in there. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from, Alec. And I think that's why I like this track in particular. Like Chrissy said, it's more like heaven bass, but I haven't heard anything like this masterpiece before, and I kind of like the direction that Slander's headed. This is something mm. new that they've tried, and I don't know, I just think this is a really cool masterpiece because I'm more of the sad girl, <laughs> hashtag crybanger type of listener. <laughs> That's more what I'm into, and Chrissy hates it every time I play Elenium or you know, Sad Boy Slander mixes, or there's even a mix that one of our street team members sent that was called like superhuman simp mix and i thought that was the funniest name oh ever <laughs> oh my god uh well you know what i guess i'm gonna be simping on this one too because uh i really want to dislike this song but i gotta give everyone props for their roles in this one dude like playa with the vocals Aus with the melodic dubstep structure who i think had a really heavy hand in this one shy beast with some of those rock based uh influence sounds and then slander kind of bringing all these artists together but Here's my thing with Slander. I have no idea like what to expect from their tracks like every single time they drop one. And I'm not a huge Slander fan because it just never seems consistent. But I got to say, yeah, see, I agree with you. I think the direction of their sound in this one, I'm amped up on it. But guys, you know, it's not a BTB episode without at least one DMB track. What are we talking about, dude? You know, because it goes along with the theme of this podcast episode. We're going a bit bassier. We're going heavier, getting into some of the wubs. So I've decided to put on this classic amazing track from Bo and Mephu's called Wormhole. This has got some neuro DMB there, so let's see if you can relate. You guys already know this is not an episode of btb without at least one drum and bass track and uh dude this song is so well titled because this shit will suck your brain into <laughs> a worm hole okay absolutely the my vocal friend. shot is legit the percussion rattles your empty head and that falling synth makes you see things mm. that aren't there alec i'm a huge fan of this one bro thank you for throwing this on but i want to toss this over to our good friend chrissy chrissy how you feeling about some dmb up in here yeah, I have to say I've been liking DNB a lot more lately. Hey, like within the last few months, I've jumped on the, I've jumped on that DNB train, and you know I respect this track. I think it's got an awesome buildup. I mean, right away I was bobbing my head. I feel like this is something I would hear deep in a basement in Berlin somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. This track to me, I think it's super sick. I love the DNB vibes, although it's not quite my style of DNB, I have mad respect for this bow guy. Yeah, I'd have to agree with Chrissy. I mean, I'll be honest, it's not really anything new or innovative 
in my perspective, but still makes me want to sling the family cat out the window. I'll be honest. <laughs> right on. I was grooving. <laughs> you don't have to be so nice just because I love this track. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> I appreciate that though. Cause it's always good to get some perspective. The one thing I've been really trying to do on this podcast for, you know, probably what is it like the last six months or so yeah. is bring over different sounds to the North American market. This is what they call like a mixture of halftime tech tech step and neuro neuro is that like i'm not going to recreate the sound i can't do it but you know thank you i'll let you do that sound um, but that's just it's kind of blending all of that in and it's just really one of those that you kind of want to bob to right like the whole point isn't to get too crazy but it's like what'd you say in the last podcast to me you want to stomp around in the mud yeah with, stomp around in the mud with the lads the uk the lads. lads my bucket hat and unbuttoned <laughs> button-down shirt yeah all the good shit oh my god with but chad actually, and brad with chad, chad and brad, brad. nothing chad better stacy and jenny and the, the whole the whole squad the whole but, squad but you know i will say actually chrissy hit the nail on the head this is something that is going to be played in like a dark warehouse somewhere in germany berlin uk especially too i mean this would go absolutely nuts if you've been to the club in london fabric that'd be just perfect vibe for their downstairs in their dmb basement uh so Love i'm a it. big fan of this nothing too new or crazy from them but for me it's a slapper and i'm putting it on next time i see it on my spotify love it alec chrissy yesy what up squad we just talked about a bunch of great new music all right and, and before we get into hear more about dubstep fbi we just got to help the EDM champions out because, you know, when we talk about a bunch of new music, it can sometimes be hard to keep track of where all this new music is. And that's why, Alec, we got a website. How do people get to find this music? Let's hear it. So, I mean, you can go on a, a, a little known thing called Google. Right. If, I don't know if you've ever heard of them oh, before, but you could just type in beyondthebeats.co and that will bring us to, you know, we have a website now. Yeah. So you Let's come go. to our website, you can navigate around, find everything beyond the beats, but most importantly, you can find our show notes under the show notes menu. If you, if you can't read, it says show notes. It says right there. You can click <laughs> on it. Um, and then you'll go to episode 87 with Dubstep FBI and you'll see absolutely everything you could want from this episode, including links to articles that we'll mention, you know, here on out, links to Dubstep FBI socials, as well as all of the new music that we have mentioned. You know, here's here's what's great, right? And this is something that Alec and I are really focusing on for this season of Beyond the Beats. There are so many people in this scene that come from all different walks of life with all different interests. And while we do our best to try to cover it all, you know, that there are people out there who could probably talk about it better than us. And that's why we have these wonderful women. We got Yessi and Chrissy from Dubstep FBI because their passion is in the bass music scene and their platform is only getting better and it's only growing. And I, and the, the growth that we've seen them from them for the past year is absolutely tremendous. And we're so thankful to have them on the show. So to kick off our news and culture section, let's toss it over to Chrissy and Yessi. Guys, can you tell us a little bit more about your origin? Can you tell us a little bit more about Dubstep FBI, what you guys got coming up? And then most importantly, how can our EDM champions get connected with you guys? I mean, I would be happy to jump in and I'm going to quickly recap where Dubstep FBI was born um, because it was actually born out of a hotel room in Las Vegas after oh. EDC Las Vegas in 2019. Uh, and, hey. you know, we have Plur, we love peace, love, unity, and respect. and those vibes were just immaculate. And I was looking for a way to incorporate those vibes into everyday life instead of, you know, just finding them at a festival or when you go to shows. And so I thought it would actually be funny to call ourselves the FBI because it's the filthy bee inspectors. <laughs> Brilliant. Love that. Brilliant. 
So, you know, it was just born out of that hotel room. We all were vibing. And then last, actually, it was about a year and a half now. You know, I told Yessie about my idea and she was like, you need someone to run your social media. I got you. Brought her on. And ever since then, we just kind of, we were off to the races. So I credit a lot of our public facing success to Yessie. And, you know, it's been a, it's been a ride. And I don't think we would be in the same place that we are today without the pandemic. I know it's been a hard year, but with that captive audience of everyone being on their phones and on the internet over the last year, that's really contributed a lot to our growth. So um, yes, you can probably talk a little bit more about that, but huge shout out to my girl right there. She's the best marketing partner anyone could have, the best VP anyone could have. So shout out, Yessie. Wow. I don't know how I can live up to that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chrissy. I mean, we're just, we vibe so well. We work so well together. We both bring different skills to the table. So I think if anything, you guys know running beyond the beats, if you don't have a business partner and you if you don't both vibe well together and if you both can't take each other's different opinions or be open to other ideas and you're only stuck in your vision, you're not going to succeed. But for everyone who's listening, so just to give a quick summary of what Dubstep FBI is, we are an EDM publication. We're based out of the Mile High City, Denver, Colorado. So we connect artists with their supporters by featuring them on mixes, podcasts, blog write-ups, you name it on our Spotify slappers playlist. We really value community and create merch that makes you feel good. And our tagline is, we are always listening. You know, the FBI, they're always listening. I love Us, it. The, the filthy perfect. beat inspectors, we're always listening. <laughs> that's fucking perfect. I love that. That's that's wonderful. And you guys have really just taken the dubstep scene, the bass scene, and you've really kind of given it the attention, the quality. Let me, let, me, let me stop right there. Let me take a step back. The quality attention that it deserves because, you know, one thing that Alec and I have talked about and the reason why we really want to start this podcast is because we felt like there really wasn't that much quality reporting, quality journalism as it relates to the dance music scene. And that's why we came on board with this podcast. And what I love about what you guys are doing, you go in depth, you go in depth, you ask the right questions and you get the right answers. And that's what we love about you guys. Now, 2020 was a big year for you guys. What do you have coming up for us this year in 2021? What's on the what's on the docket? Wow. Well, we have some huge artist interviews lined up. I don't want to give too much away, but you guys may have heard of Wales, Uber, mm-hmm. names like that, names in that realm. Let's go. Yeah, we've got them lined up. We've got them on deck. We also have a couple of amazing artists, a couple international artists, actually. Oh. Um, Carrie you from Hungary. You know, we've got them lined up here on our mix series and the team has been working really hard on a cool spring merch job. So stay locked for that collection. Oh, I'm so pumped up. The merch is just, it's phenomenal. I absolutely love the merch. It's so on point. Yesi, you're running the socials. How do we get the EDM champions connected with you guys? What's going on there? For sure. So you can find us. We actually just opened up a TikTok. So hey. we've been running that, doing the high knees. So catch us doing the high knees on those being silly. Okay. You can find us on Instagram. All of our socials are just at dubstepfbi.com. One of the coolest things about all this growth that we've seen is that people have kind of come out of the woodworks to partner with us. Like for instance, 
the stage. We have Stage Hoppers and EDM Train who recently launched EDM Central Hub. It's stagehoppers.com. Um, you can find our vlogs on there alongside the B2B podcast. They're on there as well. And that's kind of how we got introduced to each other. So yeah. definitely check out stagehoppers.com as well. Big ups to you for doing such a fantastic job covering the base scene. You know, and I, and I think this is why, honestly, our topics for this podcast episode i cannot wait to get your opinions on so you know this is kind of the time for us samir and i we've got our notebooks here we'll be writing down taking notes from the true pros here but we were thinking we'd kick off the section with the first topic this is this is gonna be really cool it's like the future of bass and dubstep melodic rhythm and future rhythm very very interesting as the sub genre label you know uh sofisticado i enjoy that um Please explain to us what that is and what's going on with this and why you think it's the future of bass music and dubstep. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to jump in here. I think it was about maybe a year ago, maybe a little more. We started seeing this subgenre emerge within the boundaries of dubstep, rhythm. It's not quite either. Um, it's a little bit more magical than your standard rhythm, um, but it's called future rhythm or melodic rhythm, melodic bass color base. There's so many different terms for it, but basically what it is, is it's like very melodic type rhythm. And, you know, we were seeing artists like Ace Aura, um, a couple of artists that we recently featured on our mix series, Ipsium from Canada, Carry You from Hungary. I mean, to me, the best parts of this subgenre are the melodies. And it's kind of cool to see how artists from different countries are doing different takes on it. Um, yeah, like I said, we have Karyu coming up on our mix series, which I'm super excited to hear his take on Hungarian color base. So it's pretty cool because I think that artists who are doing this type of subgenre have a lot of longevity. Um, no matter how the scene evolves, I think that it's going to stick around for a while. We have seen a lot of artists experiment, especially with all of this downtime during this pandemic. I mean, artists, artists are not touring anymore. They're at home trying to figure out how to fill in their time. So I th I've been seeing a lot of a big upswing in more melodic and futuristic sounds. Mm, yep. I just love the emotion and the atmosphere and storytelling aspect that it brings. And I've been seeing a lot of experiments with like polyrhythm. Well, let me ask you guys something like what, what do you think brought about melodic rhythm or future rhythm? Right. I mean, like we know that the pandemic is going on. Artists have absolutely had more time to kind of experiment. But what do you think was the catalyst that kind of brought about this shift in the way that we hear rhythm? I think it kind of stems from artists wanting to tell a story with their music and express a little bit more emotion. I mean, even like we talked about earlier with Slander and their new label, they do a lot of more melodic, like emotional type songs. Um, to me, the subgenre is emerging because of people's sense to actually tell a story and kind of be a little bit more vulnerable with the music that they're creating. So I definitely think it's here to stay. Um, I think future bass and future rhythm, it makes you feel like you're jumping into like Rainbow Road or like you're on Ooh. clouds or something. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how it continues to evolve. What's crazy about this is that I don't think we've even seen color bass live. Mm. Like it really just got so big over the last year so quickly mm. that I can't recall any artist that has actually played these like future rhythm type sounds live at a show i've been to at least it does seem like it's something new because i would agree with you i certainly haven't heard it played out live um and i think it's just very interesting one one thing i put a pin immensely when when you guys were talking about where this came from is i feel like this is almost a natural evolution of future bass right i feel like we got a lot of future bass 
a few years ago, you know, the market was maybe a little bit saturated by that point. And it was mm-hmm. almost, it felt a little bit limited. I mean, I'm talking about old, you know, kid days before we start getting into hard style. Now you almost add a little bit more grit to it, right? There's just a little bit more basiness in the drop. So I feel like this is a natural evolution that we're seeing. And, you know, the catalyst might have been the pandemic, or maybe it's just kind of, you know, a perfect storm, like it was going to happen at some point. Um, and then the last thing I would say is when you see people, big names in the dubstep seem like slander, starting to trail a little bit more towards the melodic side. You know, I think they definitely, you know, indicated a shift in interest where people want to go hard, but then they want to feel uplifted as well. It's sort of, you have that full emotional spectrum and range in a set, right? You both want to cry and you want to get antsy, you know, and and it just gives a DJ, you know, a lot and, and a producer for that matter, just more almost weapons and tools to work with in a set to manipulate, not in a bad way, but you know what I mean, guide the crowd and the audience into the story that they want to paint during their set. Yeah. Like, I feel like it used to be a lot of like, let's go fucking hard. A lot of loud noises. A lot of like, like slander like, when yeah, they open constant. up every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> open up the fucking pit. Like a lot of that shit. Right. But then like now, yeah, you're right, Alec. I think we're seeing a lot more diversity. So let me ask you guys something, right? Yessie and Chrissy. Is that something you're excited about? Are you excited about like this shift that we're seeing away from like how loud, how much energy can we inject into sets and a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, ebbs and flows? I mean, you see a lot of artists who start their career with just dubstep. So I love how they're emerging and going over to DNB. I mean, Hi Zombie, yep. for example, Chrissy's yep. boyfriend, he's he's starting to experiment a lot more with DNB. Oh, so I love to see that all these different creative sides are starting to emerge. So I'm pretty excited to see what more comes about, especially right now during COVID. I been seeing that a lot of artists are holding back on releasing full EPs because they want a tour to be followed up with that. So yeah. I feel like a lot of artists are sitting on new music right now. And there are probably a lot of new music that we won't hear until festivals are back. So I'm really excited to see what comes about post-COVID once shows are back to normal and festivals and all that. Yeah. And I think, you know, of course, I'm super excited to see this future base or future rhythm live but what's more exciting is how the artists are making it their own so Mm -hmm. as i mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier like it's different from country to country but it's also different from artist to artist because you have artists like mike shift he is blending jazz and color base which is so freaking sick um you know of course we mentioned ace aura there's chime out there there's all sorts of different takes on future rhythm. And what's cool is that it's not going to be the same sound from artist to artist. It's yeah. always going to be evolving. And then you have Papa Khan from Indonesia. I absolutely love how he combines dubstep and his melodic elements. I don't even know if you guys have even heard of him. No, no, I haven't. Marshmallow actually picked up his most recent song, Rain. Well, not oh. his most recent, but one of his latest releases last year. And Marshmallow's Joytime Collective, his yep. label, that when they released Rain on his collective, that was actually the first song released on that label that was not a Marshmallow song, Whoa. which is pretty sick. That's a, that's a huge honor, I feel like. like wow. That's a massive step in a person's career. And I think that the coolest part about EDM in general is that it stretches across all countries. Again, as I keep mm. saying, like Papa Khan over there representing Southeast Asia. We're starting to see dubstep emerging in Southeast Asia, Australia, um, you know, over in Europe. We were at Tomorrowland in 2018 and there was maybe like three or four dubstep sets. I mean, 
Monster Cat had a stage, but yep. I, my prediction is that in Tomorrowland 2022, there's going to be a full stage dedicated to dubstep for all three days. So it's really just kind of spreading out more and more every month, every year. And I'm just so hyped about the international takes on it. That really is the beauty of dance music is that you can go anywhere in the world and there's always going to be something new and exciting to hear, even if you're listening to the same quote unquote sub genre, right? And it's just, uh, that's what really just gets me amped up about the future of this scene as well, is that there's, there's always going to be constant innovation and something refreshing for people to listen to. EDM will never die. And we're always going to be here for the rest of our lives. And I'm super, super stoked on that. And the FBI is always listening. Let's go. <laughs> FBI is always listening. Watch out for these guys over here. Well, you know what? Really pumped up on this next topic that you guys threw into the show notes because this is something that's so incredibly important and something that Alec and I have been talking about a lot on the podcast. And this is centered around mental health in electronic dance music. So I want to I wanna first toss this over to Yessi or Chrissy, whoever wants to go first. And I want to ask you, how do you feel about the current state of mental health awareness in electronic dance music? Yeah, I think it's getting there. I think that conversations are just now starting to be more accepted on a regular basis. Um, I know that, at least in my own reflection, I've seen social media kind of triggers a lot of depression and anxiety, mm. you know, whether it be from hearing from artists that we've interviewed or even some of my artist friends, I think there's a direct correlation there on how social media impacts that mental state. But something that I think is really cool is that there's actually leaders in the scene who are using that very platform, their social media accounts to start more conversations and raise awareness of self-care tactics and things like that. So it's kind of um, a double-edged sword where social media can really bring you down and kind of suppress you, but also it's a good way to start those conversations that will ultimately help um, soothe the issue in the future. Yeah. And here's my take on it. We come from a scene that needs social interaction and I'm not talking mm. about social media. No, <laughs> social media is the complete opposite. We need <laughs> that physical interaction. We need that plur. We need, you know, the music, the, feeling of the base, our friends, and where we can just forget everything. But just like everything in life, there's good and bad. We can choose to let our emotions get the best of us and define us, or we can take a step back and take ownership and think, yes, this is what's happening right now, but I won't let these current circumstances define my happiness, and I will choose to do what brings joy into my life. Well, what do you guys think can be done to kind of increase mental health awareness in in dance music and what i mean by that is chrissy i know you just mentioned that like you know there, there are artists out there or people who run social media profiles out there who will post more like uplifting things on social media timelines who will post uh, wellness tips and things like that which i think is absolutely necessary right but like from from a fundamental standpoint right the dance music scene and the dance music industry can be incredibly cutthroat right it can be incredibly hard to break into and you know for people who really have these high dreams but are having a hard time getting to the next step that can be incredibly discouraging which in turn can cause anxiety or depression so what can be done in in the scene to I guess, make it a more friendly, welcoming space and a more supportive space. I think it's probably the perfect word there, a more supportive space. Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to a lot of these sub-communities that we see in EDM. Like for instance, 
of course, there's EDM Twitter, but within EDM Twitter, there's all these sub communities. And yeah. for me, just remembering that, like, yes, I may be a part of like the rhythm sub community. And at times that can get a little bit toxic, but remembering that there's other sub communities out there that I can go find. Like, for instance, I discovered this week, the dry scoop EDM Twitter <laughs> sub community. Oh, no. I don't know if you guys are familiar I with it. I saw your video on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I actually, I was watching them from afar and then I decided to introduce myself to one of the girls because she's really big on TikTok mm -hmm. and full send raver, shout out full send raver. What up? Um, and so I just DM'd her and I was like, Hey, I'm Chrissy. What's up? And she automatically just like put me in this dry scoop EDM thread that they do every day. And, and those people are so just, they build each other up and they're so welcoming and caring. And it reminded me that even though I get caught up in like the rhythm sub community, I keep using that as an example, but you have to remember that if you just are willing to go outside of that group and maybe meet a few new people or introduce yourself to someone that you see from afar is spreading positivity, I think that's kind of reassuring that there are people who still stick to those plur values and yeah. you can find them in a couple of clicks. I, I think the social media platforms, just by their very nature, they are designed to silo people. Right. So as much as it is awesome to be a part of certain sub communities on Twitter, it, it can be very easy to get lost within that. And that's kind of that becomes your perceptual reality when the actual reality, as you were saying, Chrissy, there's so many different other sub genre communities, other sub communities out there. We need something that can kind of amalgamate and pull everything together to make everyone realize that you're under one house, one roof, and that is dance music. That dance music brings everyone together, have more of a natural appreciation for one another, and a little bit more of that interpersonal communication and dynamic. So I, sure. I, that's my first comment, just kind of on the, the whole social media thing. And then secondly, I thought it was very interesting when you were talking about the groups and having an open conversation, Yessi, is that I, I couldn't agree with you more that there is this, uh, there's this thing that's come about. I think it's just been for generations and generations, especially um, for men as well, uh, where they will bottle things up and hold it and it gets manifested in other negative emotions and behaviors like anger, things like that. Or, you know, for, for women as well as men is depression and they recede back. They don't reach out. They kind of recede back. So, it is just about being open and honest and being vulnerable. And I I can't, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but has there ever been a, a time in your life where you, you've kind of been vulnerable to a friend and you've had a negative response from that? Like if you're saying, I'm feeling really down, if you had someone be like, well, fuck you, you worthless piece of shit. No, people genuinely aren't like that. Like they're actually going to let you open up and they're going to connect with you on a deeper level. So it, whether that's through social media or if you're in person doing that, we need to have open, honest and vulnerable conversations with one another if totally. we want to push through these mental health issues. Dude, totally. Because, uh, you know, one thing that I'm loving that I'm seeing in like EDM Twitter, or EDM social media or whatever is, you know, artists and influencers, quote unquote influencers, opening up about like their struggles with their mental health. And not only that, but the, the help that they're getting and I think that's incredibly inspiring, you know, like, you know, for me, like I have a therapist and it's fucking dope. I love talking to somebody about the way that I'm feeling and, uh, you know, the, you know, the issues that I'm facing and just, you know, having like somebody on the other side to talk to talk to about, you know, my situations and having them be completely unbiased. And on top of that, you know, I'm part of a men's support group as well that meets on a weekly basis to talk about their feelings. And it's important for people to talk about those things and say like, it's okay to get help. It's okay to talk to somebody because you're not alone. You're never alone. And that's why on this podcast, especially, you know, Alec, you know how I am, man. I like, I like to let people know 
they're not alone. Reach out to Beyond the Beats. We're here for you. And I'm sure Dubstep FBI is here for you guys as well. Yeah, we're here to lean on. I mean, that's one of our core values, as Yeshi, Yeshi touched on earlier in the episode. Um, but just as a closing point, I think it's also important to remember that likes don't mm, gauge how right. important you are and you shouldn't ever put your value on how many likes you get. Like, I think one of the best moves made in recent recent history was really Instagram removing the ability to see likes. Of course, yeah. you can still see it on business accounts, but on pers- on most personal accounts, you can't see how many likes a post gets. And I think it would be cool if Twitter and Facebook followed suit because, you know, let's, let's be real. Like I said, if you have a release and maybe your post about it doesn't get a lot of likes or yeah. even it doesn't get a lot of plays, I think it's easy to get down on yourself and start like weighing some of that internally. So I really, I think it's amazing what Instagram did with removing the likes. I think that did a lot for people. Yessie and Chrissy, thank you guys for bringing uh, such an important topic to uh, this week's episode of Beyond the Beats. It's just something that I think needs to be talked about more. And uh, it's just something that I think, you know, we've been seeing the conversations, but let's get it going a little bit more. Let's, Let's help people out not feel so alone. We're all going through this crazy floating rock in space. We all got our issues and we got people that we can, you know, rely on. And I think that's an absolutely beautiful thing. But you know what? Let's get back to some more music. Let's just get back right into it. We got some tunes. We got two more sections left of this week's episode of Beyond the Beats. Special guest, Dubstep FBI co-founders, Yessi and Chrissy. Alec, where are we heading to next? Let's hear it, baby. Oh, baby. We're going to the penultimate section of the Beyond the Beats podcast episodes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, EDM champions of the world to the What Are We Listening To section, where we will rate, review either two tracks, EPs, or albums. And we've actually got an EP, quite a long EP, from Seven Lines, and we've also got a new track from Rez. But just before we dive into this, New EDM champions, we see you, we love you. Thank you for joining us. And as well as for the Dubstep FBI team's purposes, Samir, my man, we've got to explain how we put our own little unique review style and scale on this one. Here on Beyond the Beats, we have our very own unique rating scale, and it ranges from levels one through five. Level one is what we call one listen. It's where you listen to a track and you're probably never ever gonna listen again, but you're encouraging other people to give it a listen. Level two is what we call background noise. It's when a song comes on, it's playing in the background, you're not gonna really do anything with it, you might be doing other things, you're not too bothered by it, but it's there to keep you company. Level three is what we call turn it up. It's when a song comes on, you grab the volume knob and you turn it up. Level four is what we call Just Bought Tickets. It's when you listen to a piece of music, you listen to an artist, and you immediately look up the next time that they're coming to your town and you gotta buy those tickets. And level five is Speechless. It's just you and the music. The song transports you into another world and literally leaves you speechless. So to recap, level one is one listen, level two is background noise, level three is turn it up, level four is just bought tickets, and level five is speechless. Let's get back to it. All right, thank you, Samir. I think we I think we're gonna have to go with the seven lines EP here, the nineteen ninety-nine EP, and just how fitting it is to call it this, because he's taken a bit of a nineties trance kind of style to to this. And I'll just love 
the remixes he's doing. I think we're I think we're all in agreement here. I can see the nods around on the camera here. I think we're gonna do the remix of Higher Love that he did. 1999 remix, baby. Let's give it a spin. Have you, did you guys play DDR growing up? Did you guys play DDR? Who played DDR? Okay, Chrissy, of course. Yes. Yep. Jesse? Mm-hmm. No? no? Alec? Okay. All right. Yeah. Dude, this, this, this shit just blasted me to the past, okay? It was like I was back in my room at the tender age of 10, just stomping around on the mat. <laughs> this is like a surefire sign that these old school sounds have emerged once again. And I'm wondering if we're going to get like a 1999 set from him when we get back to the mm. dance floor. I will say, though, I feel like there are a lot of people out there who might find some of these sounds repetitive. But we should really, really give this one a shot. Like, I feel like in a set, all these songs would just absolutely hit. I'm a huge fan. Yessi, I see the big smile on your face. How are you feeling about this? Oh, I love it. I mean, like you said, it may sound the same, but it's so energetic. I love mm-hmm. the energy mm-hmm. and the vibe it brings, and it just makes me happy. This is, why, this is why I listen to EDM. This is why I love this music. I love the emotion and just the joy that it brings, especially to my face, because <laughs> I can't stop smiling <laughs> after listening to that EP. Oh, I'm feeling like we've struck gold with this one, sir. This is a nugget. This is where he's taken some of his biggest songs, as you were saying, Samir, and then he's gone back in time and kind of time reverse the style of the song, but kept the core essence the same. So if you love the original, you're most likely going to love this too, despite the fact that it's got that 90s twist on it. And while that might seem like it's an easy thing to do, I think that's very hard to do. Yeah, you know, there's a reason why Seven Lions has such a cult following. And Higher Love, it's one of those songs that every time I hear it, it takes me back to 2018 main stage EDC Las Vegas when Jeff go. was taking the stage. And you know what? He just killed it with this whole entire EP. Um, I love that it, he builds it up in almost a trance type manner there yeah. around that one minute mark. and. This track is just one that I would totally buy tickets. This is going to get a four out of five from me. Let's go. Let's go. Well, you know what? I'm just loving the big smiles that we got going on right all around this Zoom call. This is just so wonderful to see. But hold up. Let's see if we can keep those smiles going. Okay, we got Rez, a brand new track from Rez. She teamed up with Paris, but there's an upside down V instead of the A. So Paris, uh, upside down, no, there's a a V instead of the A. The name is Paris, and the brand new track is called Sacrificial. Let's see how we're feeling about that one. I think the intro Paris on the vocals is just magical and Mm -hmm. it has that signature res drop where you almost feel like you're about to get haunted like something's sneaking up on you and it's October (laughs) it's it's Halloween time and you know this is one of my favorite songs that res has released recently it again I keep referencing those EDC sets but it takes me back to res at circuit grounds and I think that this track is just amazing front to back pumped up pumped up on that yes how are we feeling over there 
Holy shit, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is the collab that I never know we needed until now. Mm. <laughs> I mean, like Chrissy said, I didn't go to EDC with her, but it takes me back to 2018 Tomorrowland. We were just bobbing our heads over at the Monster Cat stage. We had just finished watching Keizo. Okay. And then Rez went on right after. And it was just literally the perfect perfect combo <laughs> absolutely. i absolutely love this track it just goes back to kind of her essence but what i love about this track is that actually you can see she's you know tacking in a slightly different direction it's got all the staples of a classic amazing res song but now she's adding in vocals she's slowing the tempo down a bit so it's kind of you know a bit refreshing to hear this so this is definitely i have to agree with you both one of my favorite um latest releases from res dude really really pumped up on that positivity right now because i'm going positive over here dude i feel like we're gonna be seeing a lot more of these types of vocal collabs from from Res, right like her sound i'll be honest it went a little bit stale these past couple of years it went a little bit stale but she's bringing back what truly made her magical in the first place refining it a little bit more adding in the vocals to make it a little bit more interesting and she's only gotten better with her production and i think that this song right here sacrificial that she did with paris is a prime primo example of that right there guys let's get into rating these two releases okay chrissy i know you already told us just bought tickets level four out of five for the seven lines 1999 ep really really pumped up on that i'm right there with you you and me we're over there we're in the crowd we're gonna go check out seven lines as he's dropping these 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 old school remixes yesy how are you feeling about this one right here i'm right with chrissy i gotta give this a four I Hell can't yeah. wait. I can't wait to see this live. I can't wait for shows to open back up. But for now, we'll stick to the virtual live streams. For I sure. know they're here to stay for a while. So for sure. I love it. I love it. We're going to go level four all around, baby. Here we go. Just bought tickets. You, We just slammed buy tickets right now. All of us just did, because this is certainly something that I cannot wait to see live integrated both into his normal sets, as well as just kind of like, you know, an exclusive set, a 1999 set. And everybody has to dress up a 90s rave themed oh, outfits. Okay. Yes. Well, guys, we got one more to rate here. Okay. Rez and Paris. These guys, they just teamed up for a brand new track called Sacrificial. All right. Let's uh let's uh let's start with Yessi. Yessi, how are we feeling about this one? What's your rating? The official BTB rating. Oh, it's easy. Five. Oh, I mean, there we go. go. We, we need we need a sample Smith and something like a, a siren or something going dude, on. Dude, that's the sample right there. The collective whoa. Like that's <laughs> it right there, dude. Yessi, level five out of five speeches. Tell us what made this song speechless for you. I mean, kind of like how you said earlier, where some of Rez's music has become a little stale, but mm -hmm. I think this song really brought her back to why we love rest so much. Absolutely. I just, I just yeah. love the combination. Like I said, th this is the collab that we needed, but we didn't deserve. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. Chrissy, what are your thoughts here? You know, as much as I think they absolutely hit the nail on the head, I'm going to give it a three just because it's not going to make me buy tickets to Res, Res Rocks. And... I feel like I can really only vibe to Rez's music around Halloween mm. or mm. unless we're deep in the circuit grounds pit, but <laughs> they did a good job. It's just not my vibe. I wouldn't, you know, get hyped to this and I would maybe keep it on in the background for, you know, having some friends over for happy hour. Right on. Alec. Um, 
I'm going to give this one, fuck it, I'm going to, I actually am going to give it a just bought tickets. Oh, um, nice. Probably because I'm now pushed to go see Res probably again, you know, uh, from this. I, I've seen Res a bunch of times and I absolutely love Res, but this seems to be a refreshing little bit of change here. Um, I, I will still say, Samir, and I think you know where I'm going with this, my favorite Res set would have to be at the Ultra oh. uh, After Party. Oh. Was that 2018? Oh, that baby. after party with oh, Marla. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Wild and stuff. It's a ju- just bought tickets for me. I'm loving this. Let's get back to the dance floors. Chrissy, you and me, we're together on this one. Level three out of five. Turn it up. It wasn't enough to make me want to buy the tickets just yet. I didn't want to pull out my credit card just yet. Okay. But still, a really fascinating song from her that I ha- just haven't heard this kind of magic from her in a very long time. You already know. I'm gonna grab that volume knob. I'm gonna turn it up, guys. Wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. Alec. Chrissy. Yessie. I I hate to say goodbye to you guys. I really do. Because we just had such a wonderful time having you guys on. Hearing more about Dubstep FBI and all the wonderful things you guys are doing. And most importantly, hearing your thoughts on music. Because everybody digests music differently. But one thing that just gets Alec and I so amped up. And I think for you guys as well. Is the underground talent that this scene is just bursting with it's just like it's the, the seams are ripping open all right and we're just getting all this amazing music being released on a daily basis and that's why every episode alec and i we always pick an artist each that's part of the underground that we want to spotlight for our edm champions alec this is the artist that we're watching section who are you watching this week give it to me straight baby oh boy oh boy ladies and gentlemen edm champions of the world this week, I'm going to be taking you in a different direction. Slightly heavier, slightly bassier than what I've been doing normally. But I'm going to introduce something that's going to inject some straight venom into your veins. Darkness surrounds you. You're in a warehouse club. The thumping of the beats just slaps you across the face in the chest. And then the lights dim, completely black. And you see one name rise up onto the screen. Vellum. He opens up with some absolutely venomous beats, some hooks and flows. You hear it building in the background. This is the epitome of crossing over UK MCs with some hardcore, amazing glitch dubstep bass house S type of feel. Ladies and gentlemen, EDM champions, welcome to the sounds of Vellum featuring Gravity with his track called Zone. Love the variety you always throw in right here on the artists that we're watching section. And we got our special guests, Chrissy and Yessie from Dubstep FBI. Guys, 
Who are you watching? Who are you going to throw on our radars today? Let's hear it. Yeah, so lately this month, we've been watching the Aussie Knotts from Down Under. Um, we first discovered him actually back in the fall. He appeared on one of the Subsidia compilations. And what's super cool is that his production style varies. It's not all just straight headbanger stuff, but we've been really attracted to his unique style and specifically one of his songs called Time Is Running Out. Chrissy, that oh honestly I'll, we were just talked about it before but the switch ups right like when artists can put a switch up on the vibe that they're kind of known for right and especially even the record label as well i i just love when they're able to pull that off and their core base can still go along with it so i'm really about this and thank you for putting them on our radar australia's doing big things so we'll have to say big up australia they're always pumping out some banging tunes but yesy i'm very excited for this one this got me amped when I was listening to it. Who are you putting on the artists we're watching list for us and all the EDM champions? Hell yeah. So I got to give this to the homie Chazzy. That guy has been killing it. I mean, if you follow Chrissy and I on our socials and on our personals, on TikTok, whatever it may be, you know that we love the high knees. We love your typical bro step <laughs> type of headbanging music and Chazzy just kills it. So he actually collabed with another artist that we're watching, Stone Level. So both of them collabed on a killer Massive. tune called Punishment. So play it and you guys are gonna, it's gonna be hard for you to sit down on your couch and not wanna do the high knees. big track right here punishment yo this is straight up punishing my freaking brain stem dude like this is this is some actual like legit shit like i could see like people like grabbing the rail and then like it just breaking when this drops well it's my turn and uh i'm very pumped up because i went dark i went dark and deep and heavy on my artist that i'm watching pick this week all right here's dude here's what i'm loving right we got all these live streams going on. It's been such a perfect time to try out some new music, to listen to some new music, all right? And I got somebody that I heard uh, on a live stream. Somebody dropped Moose's track, M-E-U-S. And this song, as soon as it dropped, dude, the lights went out. The lights <laughs> went out, and there were just strobes everywhere. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? 
all right? And then I heard this song just rumbling over the speakers with Moose's track, What You Know. a song that actually you know what i would groove to i would move to i think this is really something that someone like a res or you know we, we've talked about it before but social kid yeah. for instance you know that whole cinematica collective there definitely fitting in with that type of mid-tempo a little bit more minimal deeper right so it's definitely something i i could see kind of going towards the end of the set or maybe in the middle of the set to bring down kind of the energy a little bit get get people kind of moving more like zombies to it so i'm about this man i'm definitely gonna be taking a, a keen interest of in what moose is doing because i think there's big big things coming from him in the future dude love that guys jesse chrissy Thank you guys so much for joining us for Beyond the Beats. We really, really appreciate it. Before we go, is there anything you feel like our EDM champions should know about what you guys are up to for the near future? And then, of course, how can they connect with you? Yeah, of course. You know what? We have new mixes every week, new interviews every week. We're always doing something new on social media. Um, We're always looking for new artists to discover, social media challenges, TikTok ideas. And if you have a submission for our playlist come on and email it to us, exec at dubstepfbi.com. You can check out the Slappers playlist on Spotify, on SoundCloud. And, you know, as I mentioned, stay locked. Every week we have something new. So hit us up on the DMs. Love that. I absolutely love that. Yessie, any closing thoughts from you before we sign off for the day? No, I mean, Chrissy hit it with the nail when it comes to how to find us on social media. But thank you all for listening and listening to all the headbanging tunes that we played. And thank you so much to you, Samir and Alec, for having us on the show. It was a lot of fun. Anytime. Thank you guys for, for joining us. EDM champions, you already know Dubstep FBI's website and social media links, their contact information, it's going to be in our show notes. So head to beyondthebeats.co. Go ahead, click on episode 87. That's where you're going to find all this fantastic information. And then, of course, all the music that we've talked about. But guys, keep it real. All right. Don't forget, there's a ton of music out there. There's a ton of things to explore in the dance music scene. And get locked in to the people who are promoting these amazing sounds. Dubstep FBI, Beyond the Beats, and the countless other blogs that are out there. We're all trying to make the dance music scene a better place. We'll see you guys next week for episode 88 of Beyond the Beats. Until then, take it easy.